Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is brought to you by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use our promo code SGP and your first deposit will get you up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download that PropSwap app. We're also brought to you in part by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is the horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with a single entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. Well, 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 we have reached the end of the road, the road to New Orleans, the road to the final four. It sounds like an ad on CBS for the NCAA, or TBS in this case, for the cable. Don't forget, the games are not on CBS coming this weekend for the men's final four as uh, Villanova plays Kansas and Duke plays North Carolina. No, no, TBS cable will have them, and we're here to talk all about those and wrap things up. Don't get teary-eyed on me. This is it for Three Dog Thursday for right now until we go on hiatus, on hiatus for a little bit and then come back in the fall. Um, it's great to be with you nonetheless. I am the somewhat capable host. We've got lots to talk about with these semifinal games. I will tell you that straight up, straight ahead, just in front of us, Brian Edwards, Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com, who gave you not one, but two sizzling underdogs last week in the Sweet 16. He said, I love those hogs. Let me call the hogs. Woo pig suey. And they did come through not only as the underdog, but the outright win against Gonzaga. And Brian said, you know what? I'll give you another one. He said this to us last week on three dog Thursday. I believe the Providence Friars will hang right in with Kansas. If not win that game. Now it did not look good for a while for Mr. Vegas B Edwards, but it, it doesn't matter if it didn't look good for a while or not, they got it done. So you might want to pay attention to what you're hearing as always on three dog Thursday, when Brian comes back here and speaks in just a couple of moments on what he thinks about Villanova's chances as the Wolf Wolf underdog and then the Tar Heels in the epic semifinal to maybe end the career of Coach K. Are you kidding me? At the Final Four, if North Carolina can win, either that or Duke is in the championship game in Coach's, Coach K's final year, Mike Krzyzewski. So we're going to talk with Brian about those games a little later on in the show. Jonathan Grello will be here. I love my guy from the Washington, D.C. area. Jonathan is a former... Uh, communications guy with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, among many other duties. Uh, Now he's back in Washington, D.C. He's a huge Villanova guy, Villanova grad. Jonathan and I have been around each other twice at the Final Four in Texas when Villanova has won it. I got to find out if he's going to be around in New Orleans this weekend or not. He's based in the D.C. area. Jonathan will have a lot for us on Villanova, and can they pull off the upset with Kansas later on? 
on Three Dog Thursday. One quick reminder, however you found this show, Sports Gambling Podcast, their network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com website. Thank you for finding us there. Again, we're going on hiatus, but make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following us because when we come back in August for the football season and start previewing the college and NFL season, you're going to be locked in if you're subscribing or following on Three Dog Thursday. So do that. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, follow or subscribe, you will find us. So we've come to the to the conclusion now of what we do with football and the college basketball season, but not before we get some insight and analysis. Let's do that right now. Post haste, he is back from Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com, senior handicapper Brian Edwards. I bow to you again. Nice job on the two calls with Arkansas and Providence. How you feeling? How's your bra- how's your bracket feeling? How's your bankroll feeling? How are things? Uh, bankroll good. Brackets all dead. Ever since <laughs> the last Sweet 16 game, I had UCLA was my last one still Ooh. alive. My one with Texas Tech dead. I had one with Kentucky, way dead. And, right. Um, oh, I had one with Arizona. And Arizona and the other one. The only one that I got through was Kansas. I, like you, had a Purdue-UCLA Elite Eight. Neither one of them got there. Thank you, St. Peter's, for the amazing upset. I had Texas Tech taking out Duke as well, and I had Gonzaga ultimately being in the Final Four. That didn't happen. Anything can happen in this tournament. I mean, you're talking about St. Peter's with the upsets, but you're also talking about – uh, Arkansas knocking off Gonzaga, Houston knocking off Arizona, Miami pops uh, uh, Auburn as a two seed earlier in the tournament. It's been a crazy tournament. It always is, Brian. Just as a general comment. Yeah, um, I, I do have a Duke thirteen to one ticket that I hope just because I'll puke. I just can't stand Duke and Coach <laughs> K. Um, but uh, I, it was really just a hedge of Texas Tech. Uh, because I had a 40 to one ticket and I was the only guy in one of my brackets that had them picked. So, I, you know, if they're going to win it all. And then I really liked them in that game. So I was like, well, I can't, now I can't bet them. And I like, even if I bet a little, if I bet a little bit, which I did, but I also bet them the first half, which they covered. So it was a split on the little bit. I bet I was like, I, okay, I got to buy a 13 to one ticket on Duke. And I did, um, but I'll, I mean, I'm just puking watching them win. This is terrible. I understand. Uh, now, what's interesting is I got Villanova on a futures ticket when the Sweet 16 began and went ahead and got them at 14 to 1. It was still available at 14 to 1, but now you have the injury to Justin Moore. We'll get into that as we start to break that game, game down in a couple of moments. But I want some advice from Brian Edwards about what I should do about my futures ticket, particularly if Villanova wins the game. So with with Kansas, which puts them in prime position here uh, to potentially uh, win the national championship. We'll see. And it would be a third one for Jay Wright uh, coming up. Uh, All right. So uh, an overall thought or two. I mean, obviously, Kansas deserves a lot of credit. Boy, did they put it on Miami on Sunday. And then North Carolina ended the magic of St. Peter's as well to set up this Titanic showdown with Duke. Brian, what are your thoughts coming off the Elite Eight weekend as we head into the Final Four that we'll have Villanova, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina. Any any overall thoughts before we get into a breakdown? Well, it's unfortunate that all four games sucked except for the first half of Kansas-Miami. I mean, they're all blowouts. That that stunk. Um, oh, I, well, a couple of things. Why is Musselman not fouling down nine with a minute left when they had three front ends and one-and-ones to shoot? I mean, look, if, if it's a three-possession game and they have to shoot three one-and-ones, we've seen a lot stranger things than that. So yeah. I don't know why he was waving the white flag so early now am i a little extra bitter because i had over 147 and i had to push because they didn't vouch. of course i am but no really i've been saying that for 
30 plus years. If, if it's a three possession game and there's still one and ones to shoot, you're still in it. If you've got 15 or 20 seconds left, I mean, you can make three threes foul immediately and they miss the front ends. I don't, I don't right. understand that. Uh, he gave up on the game. It reminded me what Leonard Hamilton did down four with like 15 seconds left against Michigan in the elite yeah, eight that, one year. He didn't foul. I'm like, what are was, you doing? Uh, right. That was the 2019 tournament in the elite eight game. And it didn't make no sense whatsoever. Sometimes these coaches just vapor lock at the end and just want to wave the white flag. And, and that is it. So it is That's inexcusable strange. is what it is. Well, and, the, and you're not, and you deserve <laughs> criticism. You definitely deserve uh, criticism for that. Uh, you got to give credit to Villanova too, because they, they can win kind of going up and down and scoring, but they will also grind you. I know Jonathan's going to talk about this a little bit more, but they, they squeezed Houston. Did they not at their own game? And it may bode well for Jay Wright having a few days here to figure out how do we make up for not having Justin Moore that they can maybe squeeze Kansas the same way uh, with a game plan, a low scoring kind of game, Brian, you feeling that at all? Oh, man, if more wasn't hurt, I would be feeling Villanova to win this game. But, uh, look, the under is on or is cashed in three straight for Nova and six and one in the last seven. They play a very slow pace. They're going to play an even slower pace in this game. I just I just fear foul trouble when you really only have – I mean, they were already just playing like six guys, a seventh, like would get like whatever, two to five minutes maybe. Um you know, I just fear foul trouble is the only thing. But I'm not going to count Jay Wright and Villanova out of this game. I'm not going to do it. Now, they have much, you know, not much room for error. And foul trouble could be a huge bugaboo. But I mean, he's going to try to slow this thing down as much as possible. And um, I'm forgetting what the total is. Oh, it is in the 130s. Ooh, yeah. I'm, kind I of attractive. Yeah, I, I, had, I need to study it a little more, but um, the under does look a little attractive. Um, now, you know, Villanova's had some 120s totals here lately, and for Kansas, they, the under is on a 7-3 and three run, but, you know, most of those totals, or actually all of them, are in the 140s except for one of them. All right, fair enough on that matchup. I'm curious what you think, because, again, you do this – uh, for a living, not only uh, with Vegas Insider with the handicapping and the picks, but also on MajorWager.com on your site. Uh, I, I believe that if Justin Moore had been healthy, this might have been a pick'em line. This might have even been Villanova favored. Am I way off because the line's been four or four and a half ever since it came out? Is Justin Moore not worth two or three points at least for Villanova yeah, he's, here? He's worth it at least that, and then the fact that they have such a short rotation making, you know, foul trouble or an injury even, you know, all the more consequential, I, you know, I, I could see him being worth four or five, him or Gillespie, just because, you know, you're, you're slicing one-sixth of who you're, yeah. you know, who's getting playing time. Somebody else has got to really step up and replace that scoring. Don't know who that's going to be. Again, as we talk with Brian Edwards, uh, senior handicapper, Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com, hanging on Three Dog Thursday one last time here before we put the show on hiatus. We will be back for the football season, but for right now, we're done as of the NCAA tournament concluding in the Big Easy in the Superdome. We'll tell a couple of Superdome stories coming up. So you're not feeling Villanova as the underdog that much. How about this North Carolina team that's beaten the top seed Baylor? Now, they blew a 25-point lead and had to hang on, had to come back in overtime to win the game. But then impressively, Caleb Love made the shots uh, at the end of UCLA. They were very impressive against 
St. Peter's where they guarded them. They, they altered shots, defended them, closed out on shots, frustrated St. Peter's, got up huge and really wiped them out on Sunday. Got to give North Carolina a lot of credit. And I, I, I thought just looking at it, maybe uh, North Carolina should only be a couple of points as an underdog. Does it surprise you? I'm not saying you're going to take the Tar Heels, but does it surprise you that they're a four or five point underdog midweek? No, because you got to factor in, I mean, at least three or four points for uh, the officiating favors that Coach K and Duke always get. <laughs> I mean, I, I really think it's more than four points, but I'm not – or maybe the odds makers aren't factoring that in as, as they should because it's just ridiculous. And you knew it was going to – I was saying this two months ago, that it, 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 they're going to get so many calls, as they always do, but even more so with it being Coach K's swan song or whatever. Um, you know, this game reminds me – you know, they've never played in the tournament, and so this has the biggest stakes of – this is the big one, if you will, in this rivalry. It reminds me of January 2nd, 1997 in New Orleans now – Mm-hmm. I know it's a long time ago. Do you know what I'm saying? Same of? building, the Superdome, Gators, Seminoles, right? Rematch. There you go. Nicely done there, TJ. It's the big one, and we know how that one went. That went to the Mighties 52 to 20, but that's neither here nor there, a different sport. But um, this is the big one. This is the one that matters the most. I mean, Brian, if they get this, if Hubert Davis in his first year gets this, it is – the all-time bookend to have beaten Coach K in his final game at Cameron and then somehow eliminate them in the final four and that's his last game. And now you get to play for a natty in your first season. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, he would join a couple of others, including uh, Steve Fisher, who won it. Bill Hodges, the Indiana State coach with Larry Bird, was the replacement that year because the um, the uh, permanent coach had 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 a heart attack and was not able to coach that season. So there have been coaches that have stepped in in their first season and gotten all the way to the title game, and obviously Fisher won it. Let's see what, uh, what North Carolina can or can't do. But I, I, I tend to say stay away from the doggy here. Carolina got him the first time. This is revenge. Got him the last time. Duke won big the first time. This is revenge for Duke. This is a Hollywood ending for Coach K. Tough to go against Bancaro. Duke. Mark Williams. Mark Williams has played well. Roach shot the ball well in San Francisco. Will that translate? All right, so I want to lace a couple things on your feet and see what you say. A lot of people are going to make a big deal about shooting background and the dome. None of these teams played in any dome situations all through the tournament. There were no domes, only arenas. I do not believe that that shooting background thing is reality. I think it's a myth. Then again, it's a football stadium. Maybe you do buy into this a little bit. Will it be tough to shoot for these teams on Saturday to get used to it? I don't think so. I I, I think all that is just ridiculous. Um, you know, I only played in big arenas a few times in, in my high school days, but um, I shot the lights out at what's called Tucker Center now, the Leon mm-hmm. County Civic Center. I, I shot great, but, uh, you know, that was the first time. I mean, I, uh, you know, at like Gator basketball camp for the like end of the week, they would push the bleachers in and we would play on the main floor. Right. Um, but I mean, no, I don't believe in that at all. I remember Andy Isco said to me when Davidson was playing Wisconsin in 08 and Sweet 16, they were playing up at Ford Field in Motown. And he was like, oh, Davidson's never played an arena like this. And I was like, man, Steph Curry could be shooting in the old Coliseum at Rome in Rome. It doesn't matter. It dude's gonna be lighting it up. And uh, now Steph Curry's a different beast, but yeah, yes. I don't believe. That's a great line. And he did. He shot the lights out and I wish he had taken out Kansas because then they beat my Memphis Tigers right in front of me in the Alamo dome 
where Mario Chalmers didn't have any problem hitting a three-pointer at the buzzer right in front of me, Brian Edwards, to put the game in Joey Dorsey fouled 40 feet from the basket up seven with like 40 seconds left. Yeah, it was just not a good not a good look for Memphis at the end of that game. But, I mean, we, we go back to just recency where Villanova shot the daylights out in the Alamo Dome in their two semifinal wins uh, as, as they rolled on um, in, the, in the two different games. And, and, I mean, I've seen it over and over again in these Final Fours where teams that can shoot the ball don't have a problem with the background. And I don't think it's going to be a problem for Duke. Or for North Carolina, I think you'll see a well-played game. Duke shot 55% for what it's worth in the Chase Center, speaking of Steph Curry, his home at Golden State in San Francisco. They shot 55%. They made a lot of two-point shots, but they shot it well enough in that game. Uh, So we will see. Now, you and I have both been in the Superdome for previous Final Fours. In fact, we were there before we knew each other together for like the last the last final four that was there was Kentucky 2012 tell me a little more about that because that's John Calipari's only national championship by the way for Kentucky that year tell me more Brian about being there in the experience well yeah and it was similar to this it was Kentucky Louisville in the uh-huh. semifinals and Patino the former coach and uh uh yeah and Anthony Davis was uh, just terrific and uh Calipari had like an all-star NBA all-star team pretty much and they put it on uh, Kansas in the uh, finals. But, yeah, I, it was uh, – yeah, it was great. It was great experience. I mean, just as you would think. I mean, New Orleans, the whole deal, it's great, great the, venue. The French Quarter, you can walk to everything. It's going to be nuts with Bourbon Street uh, and all of that. So my story about that, I'll relay it here. I've been relaying it other places, and I will this weekend. By the way, Brothers Show and Podcast is College Basketball Coast to Coast. We'll be live on – that podcast, but also on the TuneIn live channel. Look under TuneIn under College Basketball Coast to Coast. We'll be broadcasting live Saturday, Sunday, Monday on TuneIn, College Basketball Coast to Coast. And if you miss the live stuff, it's in podcast form on College Basketball Coast to Coast, wherever you get podcasts. So I'll probably tell this story this weekend there, but I'm going to tell it right here on Three Dog Thursday, Brian, because we were there together. So in, in that setting, I was the national Saturday night Fox Sports Radio host freelance. I'm working for Fox Sports Radio primarily out of my home, by the way, where I'm sitting right now. Long before everybody else was broadcasting and working for home be- from home because of the pandemic, TJ was doing Saturday nights on Fox Sports Radio out of the house with the equipment set up, the studio set up. So in any event, uh, that night I'm there at the Final Four covering it for them. I am able to go to the first game, which is the Kentucky-Louisville Saturday night game. The second game was Kansas and Ohio State. So I have to leave the arena because the show is at 10 Eastern time. I've got to get to the radio station, which is in the French Quarter, but it's probably a couple of miles away from the Superdome. So I've got to be able to get there, get set up. The semifinal game ended somewhere around 8 or 8.30 Eastern time, something like that. i got to get out of the arena. i got to get to the radio station. An hour and a half later. I exit with the Louisville fans, a whole bunch of Louisville fans, probably two or 300 of them are around me, clad in red, Louisville shirts, the L, the whole thing. When we exit the arena, because remember now, a second semifinal game is going on for the Ohio State and the Kansas fans. Outside the arena, Brian, I exaggerate you not, there are thousands of Kentucky fans that did not have tickets to get in the Superdome. And they surround us. And I am now concerned for my safety for a second. You talk about wrong place, wrong time. Is this a rumble? Are they coming to get the get even more out of Louisville and beat the crap out of them phys- physically, beat the Louisville fans up after they beat them on the basketball court? No, no. 
the exact opposite, my friend. They are there in the spirit of transactions and wanting their tickets for Monday yes. night. Yes. It, it was incredible. I'm watching Louisville, while we're walking, they're walking and doing the deals. I'm watching one Louisville fan after another. $100 bills are flying everywhere. I, where are your seats? They're in the upper level. I don't want those. I want lower level. This dude says, how much are those? The guy says, give me 600 a ticket. He goes, here you go. He gives him $1,200 for his two lower level tickets right in front of me. The Kentucky fans buying from the Louisville fans, and I have now long said for a decade since that story that I guess if the United States and the Soviet Union can get together on nuclear arms, if we can all, if we can all somehow be civilized and get along, that I guess Kentucky fans and Louisville fans can get along, especially when the Louisville fans had something to sell to the Kentucky yes. fans. And I, I'm telling you, for, <laughs> for a good 10 seconds, I was concerned about, am I, where are the police? Am I going to have to step back here? Because if they start throwing blows, TJ's Switzerland. I'm a neutral observer. I'm just trying did to go have to the a, radio show, brother. Did you have a red shirt on like you did I today? I did not. No, I had gone neutral. I think I had on like a white, you know, I had on like a That's white good. shirt and I'm headed to the radio show. So I did make the radio show and I was there for the championship game. And we can't, you stuck around for the championship game in New Orleans 2012 as well. All right. Yeah, we can't all. convey yeah. enough. Elaborate to the audience how much Kentucky blue. I know that Kansas is blue too, but. Sure. I mean, the Kentucky blue was unreal that night in the Superdome. Yeah, no doubt. And that's, you know, that's a given. I mean, I've been to SEC tournaments when, uh, you know, it was – or like in Knoxville, the house that Pat Summit built, Thompson Bowling Arena. I mean, th there was well, – that place holds, what, like 24 or 5? I mean, I've seen Kentucky with 20, 20 of them in, in Knoxville. I mean, it's a given they're going to travel religiously. And that night, they easily had 40,000 in that football stadium. They might have had 50,000 of the 65-plus oh, yeah. there. It was crazy. So I don't, I don't think one fan base will have that Saturday night out of any of them. I, I wonder, will Duke have the most? Will their fans get the hands on the tickets for Saturday I'm talking about? Will North Carolina have more? Will Kansas have more? I don't think it's likely that Villanova will have more than anybody else. But do you have a thought on that, Brian, before we get out of here? Yeah, I think Duke – I mean, the only Final Four I've been to where Duke uh, was 94 um, in Charlotte. And, uh, yeah, there was just a lot more Duke fans in Florida. And Florida fans came out. That was our first Final Four. Sure. But, I mean, we were we were doubled and then some. Look at look at last week in San Francisco. They easily had seven or 8,000 in the Chase Center in the uh, Warriors Arena all the way out on the West Coast. I remember being around the Final Four in 2015, doing broadcast work again for TuneIn and the college basketball coast-to-coast -coast coverage. They had easily 30 or 40,000 inside of uh, Lucas Oil Stadium for the championship game on Monday night. Probably 30,000. It was a lot of Wisconsin red that night, but Duke had a lot of fans. So I'm just interested to see what the Superdome will look like. All right, give me a quick thought here on how this ends up. Uh, do, do you believe this is a Duke title? Do you believe it's instead Villanova, Kansas, or North Carolina? What's your thought when we're at the very end of this Monday night? Who's cutting the nets down? Do you have a prediction for me? Uh, it's I, I just I got you got to lean to Duke outright because I just the officiating, the revenge angle, all of that, and this young team seems to have grown up the last couple of weeks and. Um, uh, you know, Villanova is just so shorthanded. I'm not saying they can't win or cover. They can, but it's the, the margin for error is so slim without more. So you got to think it's Duke, Kansas, and um, and then you got to handicap six points, 
toward Duke with the officiating in my, that's not an exaggeration. That's just my right. opinion. Well, and so, you got to, uh, you got to figure if it's tense and it's tight, they're going to get a call or two. Now, they, in the case of the two games in San Francisco, they made shots. They made every play. They made shots at the end uh, as well. And how wild is it? Coach K's first national title win is over Kansas in 1991. If it is yeah. Duke, Kansas Monday night, the final game of his career is going to be against Kansas potentially. So right. yeah, Villanova may mess that up. We will, we will see. All right. So uh, again, I have loved having you on throughout the football season and now the college basketball season plug away one more time where we find and read all of your information leading up to the final four. And then eventually the title game, depending on whenever they're hearing us, we release the podcast on Thursday, your social media, your web coverage, you will be all over this all the way through the title game Monday night. Fire away, Brian. Yeah. My, um, Twitter handle is at Vegas B Edwards. Uh, you can find all my picks on VegasInsider.com. You can find uh, my content at MajorWager.com. And I'm going to break a three-dog Thursday rule by giving out one favorite, but this team's on fire. <laughs> it's Texas A&M and the NIT Finals Thursday ah, night. Yep. They are 11-1 and straight up, 10-2 and against the spread in their last 12 games. Uh, and their last uh, – Five wins have uh, all been by uh, – they've been by um, 15, 15, 12, 18, and 16. Buzz Williams has got this team playing mm -hmm. dynamite, and they will take out Xavier tomorrow. I got it at th uh, three and a half and bought it at three early this morning. I think it's up to four and a half now. But, um, yeah, I like the Aggies tomorrow, uh, well, Thursday night. Well, give give credit where it is due. Uh, they have made a strong case, and it is this way every year. But I mean, they won so many important games uh, in that uh, conference tournament to beat Auburn and to beat Arkansas, and yet got denied to even be in the first four of the NCAA tournament. Uh, if they win the NIT, it's some consolation for him at the very end to get them to regroup. So we'll see what happens on Thursday in that game. And then Villanova, Kansas, Duke, Carolina on Saturday night. My friend, thank you one more time again. Thank you for all of the great insight that you have been uh, giving me uh, for the football season and now the college basketball season. We'll, we'll regroup for the fall. It will be the fall. It'll be August and September before we know it. But let's take a good break away from this and be ready to come back with college football and Tom Brady and my Buccaneers back again in the NFL for your Falcons and everybody else. Sorry uh, on that. But, Brian, great stuff. Thank you, as always. I appreciate it. Good luck with the plays and everything that you're doing this weekend uh, with, uh, with the Final Four, my friend. Thanks, TJ. Appreciate it. Enjoyed it. Have a good one, and I'll talk to you soon. There you go. There is Brian Edwards hanging out with me. We've got much more on the way. As I mentioned, Jonathan Grella will be here. I love me some JG. He's going to talk to you more about Villanova, his school, and their chances against Kansas. He's a Villanova alum. Jonathan also with Malarkey Media, the Daily Malarkey, uh, his podcast. He goes to the political angle. But Jonathan also was the PR director with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, as well, speaking of my bucks. So we got that as well. Uh, hang in there. Much to come. And by the way, the underdogs have done well in the final four. We're going to tell you more about that later on when we're talking three dog Thursday for Villanova and North Carolina as the underdog. Stay tuned for all of that information. Lots of March Madness conversation as we're putting a wrap on three dog Thursday until this fall. Stay with us.
But first, we're brought to you in part by our friends at WinBet. If you're looking for Las Vegas-style casino fun in the palm of your hand, look no further than WinBet, the premier online casino from the five-star Win Resort properties, from classic table games to all the best slots and jackpots, WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and get a 100% first match bonus of up to $1,000. WinBet's win hour is also from 2 to 3 Pacific time. Better prices on selected games, and anyone who has the WinBet app is alerted right during that hour between 2 and 3 Pacific time. Betters who wager at least $500 at the beginning of the NCAA tournament We'll earn an entry into the drawing for a trip to go to win in Las Vegas. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions are at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in the state where the play is allowed for the WinBet app. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Hey, we're also brought to you in part by Stable Duel. There are never enough things to gamble on, and one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. And the best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry. And this Saturday, they even have a $40,000 contest. If you don't know anything about horses, not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day. Free games weekly at all tracks all over the United States. Get the app, create the account, start building your stable today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against other stables. You can even follow them on the app and compare your own stats to theirs. Download it now, StableDuel.com, and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win with Stable Duel. And we're brought to you in part by PropSwap, where America buys and sells their sports bets. The March to Madness is right around the corner, and PropSwap is your place to cash in for the big dance. Every season, prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. And now is the time to find those Cinderella's while the odds are really high. So get into your sports book, buy a handful of tickets, and then just list them on PropSwap. Remember, only one team needs to make a run, and that ticket will pay for the rest. Every season, prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams like Patrick from New York, who sold a $1,000 35-to-1 Houston to win the national title ticket for $6,000 on prop swap before that Elite Eight game with Villanova last weekend. So Patrick turned 1000 bucks into $6,000 guaranteed, and the buyer still was getting much better odds at 35-1 to 1 than anything that was still available. Now's the time to find those Cinderella's while the odds are still high. Cash them out then on prop swap once the tourney starts and they start winning games. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry up, download the free PropSwap app today. It has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and the red-hot tickets that are for sale, 
a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match using our promo code SGP on your first deposit. And PropSwap will match that deposit up to $500. Join real sports bettors on PropSwap. That's where America buys and sells sports bets. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. Well, as promised, whenever, whenever the Final Four is in Texas and Villanova's involved, it seems I get to hook up with this man. Well, now the Final Four is in Louisiana. It's in the French Quarter. It's in New Orleans. And I'm not sure if I'm going to get to see my guy, Jonathan Grella, or not. Uh, who has great insight into all things Villanova, all things professional wrestling, and a lot of other stuff. So I got to take advantage of it and have him right now on Three Dog Thursday with me because, after all, his Wildcats are an underdog, and he believes in them, and a lot of people are believing in them right now. Good to have you back. Tell me, am I not going to get to have great a little to be back. seafood gumbo with you? You're not going to be able to be at the semifinals this weekend after you and I were together in both San Antonio and Houston when Villanova won the whole thing. It's an it, it's not the full connection because it's not Texas. Is that what it's all? About? I don't expect any listener but yourself to believe me when I say under normal circumstances, wild horses couldn't drag me away. <laughs> um, but Tuesday morning, pre-dawn. The Grella fam is going on a very exotic vacation, and so it might be difficult, but nobody really cares uh, other than me. I am pleased as punch that Villanova is there. I am normally incredibly judgmental when it comes to people getting married on, you know, Super Bowl Sunday or right. Final Four, and, and lo and behold, I, I let this happen, and never again is my vow. I, I, I'm just curious, how long ago did you plan the vacation, though? Weeks and months ago, probably, at least, right? I, I, I'm, I'm laying this all firmly at the feet of Mrs. Grella, so that's that's all I have to say at but, this But, I time. mean, it was, it was not as if you decided last week that we're doing these tickets. You've been planning that's, this. Oh, of course. Yeah, the, this is – this is the, the leave morning is early morning Tuesday, uh, but, uh, I mean, you could still somehow get to the title game maybe and get back. I don't know. Jonathan, again, is in the Washington, D.C. area. But family yeah. first, especially with the little kids. Uh, we, we, we shall first. see. Let's just say that if that if it's going to happen, it would be for the championship game. Um, I'm not going to go through all this trouble to hustle for a semifinal. Right. Um, I've become a bit of a snob, and I guess that maybe that's what makes that's what a blue blood makes. Uh, uh, and, and yeah, and so anyway, we're we're um, we're psyched for our trip. We're also very very psyched about Villanova basketball, the whole Grella clan loves Nova hoops. Uh, and I'm, I'm fired up. Okay. So let's get into it. Uh, we know that they're back in the final four, fourth time under Jay Wright. And yet, uh, they get the win over Houston and it's all tempered by the injury to Justin Moore. 
And so, yeah, and I heard the uh, and I think that's Villanova fans' reaction for the last few days. Uh, that they got to play this Final Four without him. Follow up. How big of a loss do you believe that will be? How well can they make up for it somehow, some way with a few days to prepare? What do you think? Enormous loss, TJ. Um, so years and years back, Villanova was making a run with a really special team. Um, you probably would remember, and Curtis Sumter went down uh, during the middle of that run, and, and it became very difficult. As folks might remember from last year, Colin Gillespie had an MCL injury, of course, much less severe than an Achilles tear. Uh, and certainly know from our uh, football days, TJ, that an Achilles tear is a year. Uh, you're not, you're not, there's no amount of ice and, and treatment you can get to, to get healthy for Saturday night. Um, and, and so that's, it's just heartbreaking for the young man, for the program. Um, when I saw um, Colin rush over to Justin, of course, my wife was touched as if this was an episode of this is us. And, and, and I was, <laughs> God, I hate that freaking show. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm laughing. I, I'm laughing because it's on in my house, and I just uh, it's brutal. I roll, like as I if you don't have enough eyes. to cry yeah. about in real life, right? All right. So, so anyway, so this fella um, is is so beloved, and and he and Colin are super tight. And, you know, he was there for Colin last year, right? So, like, the first thought that came to mind was Colin's consoling his buddy, like, who was there for him last year. And it was really cool that I thought I was encouraged initially, but but worried also when Justin was sitting at the end of the bench and not going straight to the locker room. At first, I thought, oh, maybe he's all right. Um, but then you watch the video and it gets kind of gross. Uh, not as bad as Joe Theismann, but certainly not pleasant to watch. And then, um, and then you realize that he only stayed on the bench to be there for his team, which is, of course, that's the Justin Moore way. He's, he's just a great guy uh, and, and a DeMatha project uh, product uh, as well. So anyhow, so um, huge loss for Nova. He is obviously a scorer. He is a, he is a guy who in March you want guys you can trust. And he is trust guy number, you know, one a on, on the team besides Colin. Um, so that's going to really, really hurt. Nova is a, not a deep team to begin with. Um, and a, um, a freshman who went down a few weeks ago, Jordan Longino, very highly regarded freshman who was giving us some minutes, went down, I guess had some freak fall or slip and fall and better call Saul. And uh, he's out for the season at the time. He said, oh, that's unfortunate. You didn't realize until now how very costly that turned out to be after you lose the guy. Uh, in front of him. So we're going to be counting on Chris Archie Diacono. That last name may sound familiar mm -hmm. as well as um, Brian Antoine, another gifted uh, youngster on the team. And, and we're just going to need that much more from guys like Caleb Daniels, who's coming back to new Orleans um, a, a two lane transfer. And um, you know, look, Villanova is in my view. And, and, and this is the only chance I get to say this. Um, Jay Wright was AP coach of the decade. He's won two national championships himself, regardless of whether or not you want to call Villanova a blue blood. I don't really give a shit. The answer, the answer to the question is that Villanova has got the best culture in the game. Um, every, everybody who matters believes that in as much as I listen to pregame and postgame half game and uh, halftime analysis. The only one I really listen to is Charles, not only because he's funny, but Charles and Jay are very tight. 
And one thing that Charles has said this March, especially about Villanova, and you got to listen to to when Charles talks about Jay, is they don't beat themselves. And if you if Villanova gets up at halftime, they don't relinquish leads. They're very much like a um, almost like a Patriots type uh, team, and they almost are going to wait for you to undo yourself, and then right. they strike. So they're they're going to be a grinded out team. They're not going to run anybody out of the gym. And they're they're going to be very gifted. So um, even though Villanova is not is more new money when it comes to blue blood status versus the uh, the other guys in the Final Four, um, there's probably no other coach I'd rather have. And and let me just mention too that is, lest you say Bill Self is your guy, um, Jay Wright is is gotten the best of bill self and his toupee over over the years uh, if you look at nova's record against the jayhawks it's it's pretty damn good and i've been at a couple of them so i uh so i i like villanova um taking the points tj i think it's like four and a half right correct for three dog thursday purposes that may have been one of the longest answers to the simple question how does villanova overcome not having justin moore and i loved it because we wove in everything from culture to rick flair to bill self's toupee in the answer and this from is Jonathan us Grilla. and this is yeah. us also made uh, made an appearance in that and married uh, married men know all too well about this is us and gray's anatomy and all these other shows i I, I tell my wife that that her the bright side, the silver lining of her watching This Is Us is that it means she has nothing real to cry about. <laughs> well, and the other thing is it allows you it allows you to be uh, a basketball uh, gorging and uh, and they become basketball widows. Our families do uh, our, our, our children or whatever, because they are they are wrapped up in all of these nighttime dramas right. and all these other things right. on Netflix. More time for Apple me to Plus. go on the Nova message boards. <laughs> Do some uh, some NFL mock draft simulations. Watch or, a, a shoot a shoot interview on on eighties pro wrestling on I was YouTube, say, or go YouTube and go watch some eighties pro wrestling for Jonathan Grella, who's with me on Three Dog Thursday. I love I love his insight. We're also going to get into what he's doing as well with Malarkey Media in a in a couple of moments. Uh, find him on social Speaking media. Of quality content. Yes, Malarkey Media. We'll get to more of that. Uh, find him on social media at Jonathan Grella, spell it G R E L L A, and find the Daily Malarkey as well on uh, on social media under those things. But back back to the basketball and back to this game and back to the moment. Uh, Villanova's used to handling these moments. Yes, it's some different players, but they handled the moment uh, in the semifinals at the Garden. Uh, they handled it in the championship game at the Garden. They certainly handled it in San Antonio last weekend with Michigan and Houston, whatever the argument is on, on Justin Moore helping them. But in terms of people saying Kansas should win this game and it's going to be such a massive Final Four crowd and setting, I'm, I'm, I'm right in the wheelhouse again. Nova's used to this, right, Jonathan? I mean, they've won the big games and, and, you know, I have, my heart goes out to the historic, um, even though they they're in division to my childhood team, like the Buffalo bills narratives of they couldn't win the big one. And, and, you know, it takes a lot to get to championship games. It takes a lot to get to the playoffs year in, year out. Um, it, this is, everybody loves March madness because it's an absolute bloodbath. And two weeks ago, if, if I would have said that Jay Wright was the, was the best, uh, coaching in basketball, maybe even pro basketball, people would come up with Mark Few's name, but he's, you know, since he's already golfing, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I, the answers changed so very quickly. It's, it's an absolutely brutal sport, which is why we dig it. 
And and I I think Villanova is a, a senior and graduate laden team with the most with the hottest and and best coach going today, uh, and and that's it's hard to beat against beat them and and their style is that grind it out let you beat yourself style where we're we're gonna it's gonna be death by a thousand paper cuts Villanova is gonna do the little things not turn the ball over hit their free throws manufacture trips to the line and convert and then and and just absolutely um eke this one out uh and and so in that type of situation i don't expect they're going to get blown out of the gym run out of the gym they don't that's just not their style um if they're not hitting their threes they'll they'll lose a biter but i but i think that they they end up uh pulling it out i can't believe i'm saying this because there is no bigger justin moore fan than myself and and it's an absolutely devastating loss my fingers are crossed for caleb daniels to continue to have the march run that he's been having he's sneakily he and jermaine samuels who are not viewed as villanova's top two players have have very very quietly um made been the rocket fuel behind this this deep run that that nova's having yet again and i know you know this but i keep repeating this as we head to new orleans this weekend so much will be about coach k and all the the accomplishments and jonathan you agree with me i mean it's, it's ridiculous when you contemplate 101 101 highway 101 101 ncaa tournament wins heading into this final four, if you win the six games for the 68 team field, not counting the first four, if you win the six game national championship 15 times, 15 times, that's 80 wins. That's nowhere close to 101 wins. So uh, it's staggering when you talk about 13 final fours and five national championships. All right. So you have that backdrop of coach K, but the only other active guy right now that has at least two national championships is Jay Wright. It sounds like we're just on the complete PR payroll here to tout him, but you look at Bill Self, he has one title, Tom Izzo, one title, John Calipari, one title, Jim Boeheim still active, one title, Roy Williams having retired last year had. And he's younger than all those dudes. Well, right. And so Jay, and Jay Wright, Tony Bennett has the one Scott drew got it last year. Jay Wright has two and has a shot right now in the arena at playing for a third one in the last five, six years, if they can get there uh, for Monday night. Uh, so uh, we'll see. I mean, there, there is something to be said for coaching and it's going to be some kind of matchup. And I will say this too. I, I'm loving Villanova in this spot because Kansas, you watch Kansas in the second half of the Providence game kind of go to sleep. You watch how poorly they played at times against Miami in the first half. I know the second half was great. And to your point, if you do that to Villanova, you may be down 10 with a much more veteran team that plays better defense and does does things better. Uh, fundamentally, the little things better, the 50-50 balls, blocking out on rebounds, things like that. This could get very, very interesting on Saturday you night, know, to say the least. Yeah, man. And, and when it comes to – I love – I relish – talking about how clutch Villanova and Jay Wright have become. Everybody wants their team to be that way. But for years and years, they were viewed as, you know, can Jay win the big one? They had a couple of um, a couple of years where they were expected to make a run and got bounced, you know, in the second round, et cetera. Uh, I'm, I am very excited that, that now the script has flipped, that Jay Wright is viewed as one of those closers. And, it, you know, in my view, one of, one of the very uh, most important things in life is to be a closer. Execution is everything. I think that Jay Wright and that program 
have their priorities straight. And one thing you may recall, TJ, from the last time Nova won the Final Four, and that was with a much younger team, uh, won the championship with a younger team, which was everybody was saying in San Antonio, this is a business trip to them. This is a business trip to them. This moment's not too big. They're coming in. They're they're not they're not um, you know they're not looking for the paint to dry, right? They're, they're not in awe of the, of the bright lights. They've, they're acting like they've been here before. So I, I think just like the 18 team contained guys who were on the 16 team, the 22 team amazingly does contain guys who were on the 18 team um, and certainly are used to big time hoop. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very bullish. And I, you know, I think there's also something to be said that, that Nova is not expected to win that, that everyone thinks that they're going to be down. Maybe they'll be galvanized. That's certainly been known to happen in sports before. So um, next man up is the expression that we're supposed to use in situations like this, but um, Nova uh, will overcome the depth. And and just eke one out against against the Jayhawks. I like this. A couple more minutes left here with Jonathan Grella as part of Three Dog Thursday. So, and I want to talk about what you're up to with Malarkey Media, but we cannot get away without getting an opinion from you on Duke, North Carolina. Again, if you're a college sports fan, forget about just being a college basketball fan. This rivalry transcends everything else in, in terms of the regular season and even the ACC. Uh, postseason in college sports. Uh, I, I mean, Michigan, Ohio State, you get it once. Uh, Alabama, Auburn, you get it once. You can talk about the Kentucky-Louisville basketball rivalry, and there's Army-Navy uh, that you have and all the rivalry re- weekend games of, uh, of college football at the end of the year. Of course, Oklahoma and Texas played during the year in college football. But really in basketball, other than Kentucky-Louisville, you could maybe argue like Syracuse-UConn from back in the day or Syracuse-Villanova or Georgetown-Syracuse from the old Big East. But in terms of rivalry, this is this is on Pluto compared to all the rest of the yeah. of the rivalries, and now the, the the backdrop of Coach K's final final four. This could be his last game where North Carolina beats him, Jonathan, as you know, in his final game at home at Cameron. That's already done and over, and now they could beat him again and end his career. This is some kind of, I mean, Hollywood. It's it, it's a script that Hollywood probably rejects, but it's real life. It's real life. What we're about to see. Yeah, this is the, you know, Roger Goodell slash Vince McMahon uh, showman's dream. Uh, and look, it, it, you're talking about the, the best rivalries. I think I think what was interesting about the Big East one and, and there was some of that in that, I think, 30 for 30. It, it was a multi multi-directional rivalry, a circular firing squad, if you will, used a different way in that you could argue that Villanova, Georgetown, Villanova, Yukon, Georgetown, Syracuse, like in multi-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was interesting because of just how very many teams were contenders back then and those heavyweight battles that that occurred. The, the thing with, with Duke and um, UNC is obviously real um, I, with the lone caveat that as time passes, these, you know, rivalries that we old heads get, you know, get jazzed about, um, you know, like, OK, Boomer style may not be as relevant to younger folks, but um, these programs are, are certainly relevant. And um, and, it, you know, it's going to be historic. And, and this part of me that feels good. 
you know, when, when a coach gets to, when somebody gets to leave on their own terms, when you get to win your last ball game as a coach or a player, there's something nice about that, especially if you've done things the right way and you're easy to root for. And I'm certainly not one of those people who hate uh, coach K because he's been successful. Um, I, you know, I appreciate him very much. I respect him very much. Um, so I'm, I'm probably down with uh, rooting for Duke um, to win at least that ball game. But if Nova's playing the next one, then of all course. bets are off. Of course. Hey, let me just say also that um, your talk about sports rivalries, TJ, um, force yet another pop culture reference from Uncle Grella. And that is um, in the movie King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters, which is a documentary about the pursuit of the Donkey Kong all-time high score. They, <laughs> the referee of the, of the gaming league who does wear the referee's uniform, amazingly, a video game referee, uh, Walter Day is in a car and he's talking about the great all-time sports rivalries. And he's trying to draw an allusion to Billy Mitchell versus Steve Wiebe, which is amazing. But he mentions that the other ones are, of course, Red Sox, Yankees. Right. He mentions Maris Mantle, fine. I, I believe he mentions Celtics, Lakers. Yep. And then he says, heckle and Jekyll. <laughs> the way the cartoon. What the fuck? You got to love you got to love that. You got to love that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I again, I stayed away from the professional ones, but you're right. Yankees, Red Sox with the hatred, Celtics, Lakers uh throughout the decades of the of the 70s, the 80s, uh especially uh more so, but in terms of college sports, this is the because oh, you're and they're in conference. And yeah. you get it you get it twice every year and sometimes three times a year and this is the first time ever that you're getting it for a fourth time. Well, you're not even getting it for a fourth time cuz they didn't play in the ACC tournament, but you're getting it on the grandest stage they've never played in the ncaa tournament and now they're playing in a final four and again for hubert davis he already has the all-timer that he won coach k's last game at cameron now (laughs) if he ends his career at the final four my goodness for a first-year coach and a former player at carolina if that can happen so that kind of sets the backdrop interesting north carolina getting about four or five points too as the underdog i'm inclined to take duke though in that one, along with your Nova guys. So before we go, tell me about Malarkey Media, something that has started up um, and and you've got it going in and around Washington, D.C., a mixture of politics, (laughs) a mixture of sports. Tell me more about Malarkey Media. Yeah, so on Inauguration Day last year, um, a few of us started a daily, a weekday newsletter that points out some of the nonsense going on in today's world. And if you're of a certain political persuasion, let's say right of center and and have a beef with um, media bias and and some of the um you know, woke nonsense, the excess of, of wokeness going on in today's culture, not to get too political or partisan. But since you asked, that's what we do. Uh, we, we comb through the news of the day um, that may not get the play in, in you know, the elite media that, that you'd um, hope and expect. And so we curate Twitter so you don't have to bring you the, the, bet, the most important news of the day, as well as the hottest of hot takes. Uh, and then that has now graduated into it's it's gotten off to an unbelievable success, way more than we possibly could have imagined. And we're making moves to grow our audience and get into new realms, including um, podcasting, not just the the week in Malarkey weekly podcast that pops usually either late Thursday, or early Friday every week or 
the um, Politics of Sport, Sport of Politics podcast that I'm doing with my buddy Jeff Embler, where we talk about that crazy, ever-growing intersection between sports and politics, and then um, and then several others, uh, cloakroom conversations with former Congressman Mike Conaway, sits down with um, Kevin McCarthy, um, the soon-to-be Speaker of the House in, in their inaugural episode. So lots of moves. Please go to dailymalarkey.com to sign up for the Daily Newsletter, and mm -hmm. we can just take it from there. Give me a follow at, at Jonathan Grella or at Daily Malarkey um, if you're interested in that stuff. And, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to plug things, TJ. Absolutely. It's been a load of fun. Absolutely. And again, I crack up all the time. Snark brevity, you call it. Uh, and and yes. there's something, look, everybody's got a different political point of view. I love it. But there's something about pointing out humor, hypocrisy, pop culture. I mean, you weave, you weave in MTV, you weave in professional wrestling, you weave in all kinds of things that crack me up with this. So keep up the good work with that and Thanks, with the man. podcast. And my man, Bill Rowland, Billy Rowland is helping you out uh, with, uh, with everything with the, the podcast. Shout out to him because we can't ever talk Final Four and not talk about his George Mason Patriots. He was on the call of George Mason making it to the final four when they upset UConn speaking of them in the big East uh, back in two. I was man, thinking a big 2006 is when they did that and they made the final four. So Roland has something that I don't have Jonathan Grella, which is he was on the mic for a final four call for a final four game, George Mason against the eventual national champion, Florida Gators. So uh, you, you have two sure... Super Bowl rings, TJ, I, you I, greedy I bastard. We, we get we get Super Bowls, <laughs> and I know you were in and around the Bucks, and, and we didn't even get to the playoffs, but that's okay. But in any event, you make him make sure that he behaves, or he makes sure that you behave. However, the yin and yang works. It does work on yeah. the Daily Malarkey podcast. So I, I like that. Um, Thank with you. that as well. All right, so Final Four weekend. Uh, right now, we're going to gauge it one more time. Grella vacation looming. Chances that you're in New Orleans at all is under 15%. Is it under 10% to try to see Nova on Saturday? Under 5%? I'm still, it's declining. Let's I don't hear you saying anything. Let's go 10 to 20%. Um, the trip to be, I'll just lay the cards out. I'm not trying to flex here is um, we wanted to take our young kids on their first awesome international trip. That means not, not not that they're not awesome, but not your sort of Caribbean or Mexican, right, Puerto Rico, right. um, you know, resort vacation. We want to do something cool. So post pandemic, we planned a trip to Galapagos. Um, wow. So that's where we're going. And, and you know, that's that's sort of a bucket list trip for everyone involved. And and um, if I were any less of a uh, Nova fanatic, it would be, you know, it would be clear what the right thing is to do. But I've cl I'm clearly not I'm clearly not a thousand percent um, uh, over the, missing the final four. So I've, I've got to I've got to think about things and and um, see what there is to wangle. But I'm, if I'm going to make a move, Teej, it's going to be for the finals, not the semis for the championship game for Monday night. I mean, you got to the get there first. You got to get there first. I mean, let's let's got to get there first. Let's see right. if Villanova can do that. Good luck with all. Good luck with the vacation. But if TJ, we lose this championship game because i wasn't there and we won the last two that i was at i'm gonna be real peeved and, and, and probably jay wright yeah not, jay wright will be real peeved with me 
Uh, well, and then there's going to be a couple of days there at the beginning of the vacation where it's not going to be pretty if that's the case. So these are all things to contemplate. The first thing is, is win the semifinal game on Saturday with Kansas. And then we'll see kind of where it goes from there. But I like what you said. Team Grella's on board with Villanova. Uh, I got to be around Big Team time. Grella back in the back in the fall when the Buccaneers were coming to play. The don't call them the Redskins, now call them the Commanders. Uh, and Team Grella was wired because they had Tommy. been to a Maryland basketball game that day but that's not villanova that's not villanova basketball so no we we love sports and and this was way different from my experiences being at nfl team hotels and certainly staying in them and and since i left the game uh visiting you guys when you're in town uh was a much stealthier experience uh, in light of COVID <laughs> and probably <laughs> tom brady too uh but but it was it, yeah it was a different deal altogether it felt more like my um capitol hill days were were like members of Congress are getting whisked away to the Greenbrier, um, you know, on 9-11, not to make light, light of that, but it was a, right. it was a strange and surreal experience to, uh, you know, hey, don't tell anybody, but we're staying at this hotel and, right. and we have to stay in this area and, you know, bubbles and all that kind of stuff. It's so um, it's crazy. Yeah, hopefully we're back through. to normal. Let's hope yeah. that we start getting some of that back to normal. Let's hope it goes well for Villanova. Let's hope it goes well for your vacation. I appreciate your time. You've given me a bunch here on Three Dog Thursday. Nova the underdog. Jonathan Grella says don't sell him short. And I'm agreeing with him here. Nova getting four, four and a half at the midweek. They This may become, Jonathan, like five or five and a half on the weekend for Villanova. Yeah. And that may become too tasty for a lot of people to pass up here for yum, yum, yum. with their uh with their pedigree and what they've done in the tournament just ask houston and just ask michigan i know justin moore played in those games but let's see what can happen my friend i i may see you i will be in new orleans i may see you if not thank you for being here have a great time on the vacation and we will catch up again soon and we encourage everybody dailymalarkey.com get on the email list malarkey media and the daily malarkey podcast and all the shows just search the daily malarkey or malarkey media on the internet and on your podcast outlets you'll find all this stuff keep knocking them dead and let's march nova right jonathan grella let's march nova thanks teach really appreciate it all the plugs your friendship and everything else and keep up the great work on this show and that was a lot from jonathan grella we'll see what villanova does in fact have Coming up for Kansas, that is the first of the two semifinals. And then what kind of audience is there going to be? Not just the sold-out crowd in the Caesars Superdome, but also the massive television audience that I believe will be there. It is interesting on another brother podcast, the SportsMediaWatch.com podcast that I'm part of with John Lewis. He operates the site, SportsMediaWatch.com. Uh, John Lewis points out that the largest reference point of a college basketball audience right now is the Kentucky-Wisconsin semifinal game 2015, Final Four in Indianapolis. That night had just over 22 million viewers, like 22.3 million, I think John was saying, on the SportsMediaWatch.com podcast. There has not been a college basketball game, Final Four, or title game since that game that has gotten to 22 million, nor an NBA uh, game, a, an NBA playoff game or an NBA finals game. So no basketball game on TV has gotten to the 22.3 or whatever it is, million mark. That Duke-North Carolina game, I believe, has a great chance to be there for that nightcap. What a battle. One more time, the first time ever. There's only one first. First time ever they played in the NCAA tournament, and it's in the Final Four. How crazy is that for a showdown on Tobacco Road? The state of North Carolina is going to close down Saturday afternoon and Saturday night. The whole state's going to be watching this. 
I, I would venture to say probably 80% even more of the TVs that are going to be on are going to be watching North Carolina and Duke basketball. It's that hated. It's that heated. And you got the Coach K backdrop as well. Is it his final game? I don't think so at the very end. I'm going to take Duke. If I'm taking one of the two underdogs, it's going to be per, uh, for Villanova against uh, Kansas. I think they've got the better chance even without Justin Moore. But Kansas is probably going to be the team that slips through maybe even in a close game here. I know Jonathan doesn't want to hear that. Uh, look, I picked Villanova in all my brackets in the championship game. But without Justin Moore with the Achilles injury, their second best scorer, one of the, one of the top uh, guards in all the Big East, Without him, that is tough on the blow there. By the way, as I mentioned, the underdog has been very good, at least in recent Final Fours. UCLA, remember a year ago, was a 14-point underdog in Indianapolis against Gonzaga. Remember, they played the whole tournament in greater Indianapolis, and UCLA covered, even though they lost in overtime, 93-90 to on the half-court shot uh, by Jalen Suggs. You go back, no tournament, obviously, 2020. You go back to the 2019 tournament, U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, Auburn covered on final four Saturday plus six. Remember that was Kyle guy making the three free throws down by two had to make two to tie three to win. He made all three of them with one second left. Auburn still got the cover Bruce Pearl's team that night plus six and Texas tech, by the way, with the outright win over Michigan state on final four Saturday was a two point underdog. So you go back to the last two final fours. You've got three underdog covers in those and you can even go back to the 2017 Final Four in Arizona and South Carolina covered against Gonzaga. South Carolina's a six-and-a-half-point underdog, only lost by four. Michigan freight-trained uh, Loyola of Chicago. They ended up beating them by 12, but they were up by 20 in that game. Um, for that matter, or, uh, my bad, I, I skipped the wrong ones. The other one was North Carolina destroying Oregon in that Final Four Saturday, 2017. Oregon was a four-point underdog, and North Carolina beat them by 40 points. So... Uh, the the uh, Kansas um, and uh, uh, Villanova game, Villanova won and covered in 2017. Michigan, Loyola, Chicago, Michigan covered. But if you go back, uh, that was the 2018 Final Four, if I haven't thoroughly confused you. 2017, South Carolina did cover with Gonzaga. So in the last four Final Fours, a UCLA cover, an Auburn cover, a Texas Tech cover, and a South Carolina cover. Four times in the last four Final Fours, We've seen a team come through, including UCLA last year, plus 14, plus double digits against seemingly invincible Gonzaga, and it did not happen. Ultimately, here at the end of this, I'm going with the storyline, too. I think it's the Duke Blue Devils. I think they not only beat North Carolina, I think they probably beat the Kansas Jayhawks. And I'm staying away uh, from North Carolina as the underdog. And unfortunately for Villanova, I think I'm going to stay away from them as well on Three Dog Thursday, even though I, I know on another handicapping show that I'm part of on BetUS uh, with the BetUS College Basketball Show on the BetUS TV website and on their YouTube page, one of the handicappers, Matt Josephs, mid-major Matt, has been saying all week he believes Villanova will get up to a five-and-a-half or six-point favorite. And when they do, that's the time to then get the sixth point, get the fifth-and-a-half, five, five-and-a-half, six. Get, get extra points there at the end, making free throws, close game with Kansas. He's going to take them. I'm just staying away. I'm staying away from Villanova here at the very end of this thing, so we'll wait and see uh, what happens with that. All right, so there you go. Uh, there are my thoughts on the end of the college basketball season, and Coach K and the fairy tale ending, I believe, will be a Duke win on Monday night. I cannot wait to be there and be around it in the Big Easy. Again, I plug away. We will be live on the College Basketball Coast to Coast channel and podcast. Find the live channel with the show streaming top and bottom of the hour 
all weekend on TuneIn. Go to the TuneIn app. Go to TuneIn.com. Search College Basketball Coast to Coast. I'll be putting it out on a social media link as well to find us uh, there. Uh, it will have the live channel and the podcast. Go find the brother podcast, College Basketball Coast to Coast, because all the shows are in podcast form, too, to listen to them, to preview Saturday, to recap Sunday. We'll have a late night Saturday night recap that'll be playing Sunday morning. We'll have another live show Sunday. We'll have another live show on Monday on the TuneIn channel. Those will be in podcast form as well. Just search College Basketball Coast to Coast wherever you get podcasts, College Basketball Coast to Coast. And find me there as well and on the TuneIn channel, uh, TuneIn's app and through their channel and their service as well. I can't wait to be there and be part of this. I have been privileged to be at 19 previous Final Fours. This will be the 20th one that I'm there covering locally or nationally, in this case, for TuneIn and college basketball coast to coast. Cannot wait. Third time I've been there in New Orleans. Kansas has been there every time. Kansas lost the title game to Syracuse in 03. Kansas also... A loss to Kentucky, as we were talking about with Brian Edwards back earlier in the podcast in the 2012 Final Four. Now the Rock Chalk Jayhawks are back in there, and I think they'll be in the title game Monday night. We'll see. In any event, many thanks to my guests. Brian Edwards has been with me all along through the college football season and the college basketball season and the NFL talk as well. Find him at Vegas B. Edwards on Twitter, MajorWager.com for all of his content and his picks on Vegas Insider and the Vegas Insider website and app. Uh, many thanks to Jonathan Grella as well, and we wish him well with his Villanova Wildcats. He's an alum. We wish him well with Malarkey Media and the Daily Malarkey. Go to dailymalarkey.com. Snark, brevity in the political world, in the whole pop culture world. Love Jonathan's insight. He's a huge sports fan. Uh, again, he, he roots for the New York Jets, but he used to work for my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's where I got to know him. He's a big professional wrestling guy, if you couldn't tell from the interview as well. Many thanks to Jonathan Grella. Follow him at Jonathan Grella, G-R-E-L-L-A, or follow the Daily Malarkey uh, podcast on the Daily Malarkey on Twitter as well, or their website, and have fun with that. And have fun with the Final Four. Let's see what happens with Villanova, Kansas, and Duke, North Carolina. All of that is coming in the Big Easy this weekend. We have been thrilled to be talking about this 2022 tournament all throughout the month of March. We're done on Three Dog Thursday. My thanks again to my guys, Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, Colby Dan, all the guys with the Sports Gambling Podcast, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows, everything they do to promote this show through the website, uh, through their app, through the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Thank you to those guys. We're on hiatus for now. After this Final Four, we're done until the football season on Three Dog Thursday. So follow us, subscribe to us, and you will get the new shows when they're out in August for the college football and the NFL season. For now, enjoy the games. Let's see if it's not Coach K and Duke going out a winner in the Big Easy. For now, we're good. I'm TJ Reeves. Thank you for being with us on Three Dog Thursday. Woof, woof.